Okay. Hi, everybody. We're back. Lorraine and I, Jillian. <laughs> I, I forget this Hi. is recorded. This is recorded, um, not video. And uh, we're going to talk today about a tool that you can use to combat the mundane or a kind of the everyday life, the uninspired, the burnout. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing a lot, I think we see it a lot with yoga teachers, mm-hmm. actually, right now, is this sense of burnout. Um, there's not a whole lot of kind of community collaboration right mm-hmm. now uh, in any field, <laughs> including ours. And so much of community collaboration you know, inspires inspires people, continual learning, that kind of thing. And so, and you think about COVID on the greater scale where we are a little bit more isolated from one another and that's taken waves, but in general, a little more isolated a lot of social presence, social media presence, but not a lot of social in-person presence. And so something uh, that we've been thinking about, Lorraine's been talking about too, is kind of this sense of awe or the sense of wonder to help combat burnout and um, the mundane of Mm. that life can get. And um, it's a tool that you can use kind of on your own. So Mm -hmm. I do believe community, and we'll have a whole nother talk about the power of community, but this is an on your own inspiration tool. And so Lorraine, you want to tell us a little bit more about what you're thinking? Yeah. I think when we start to lose our place, we're constantly in our thoughts and it's easy to forget how amazing simple things really are. And so something like stars in the sky. When was the last time you really looked up and got to see them and watch them and see certain things feel like they're moving, whether it's a star or a satellite or so this idea of just noticing things that are easily taken for granted, walking barefoot on grass and feeling the sensation underneath your feet. Oh, watching, you like that sensation? I love that, especially <laughs> when it's the first thing in the morning. I feel like everything oh, gets it's reset. Wet. Oh, Ugh. I kind of love It's like crisp and cold. And I also think that that's why watching the ocean waves can feel so therapeutic. The funny thing about the ocean waves is their rhythm is so much like steady breath. It gives you a sense of faith and connection and this idea that things will have a way of working out if you slow down enough to put your attention and then maybe even a little bit of trust on the fact that once you see a wave crash and fall, you know that there'll be another one again and it's similar to the breath in and the breath out. So they're just these really simple ways of waking up to the world that's around you. And I think that's why yoga does this. You start to marvel at the strength that's actually there in your feet, your legs, your hips, your shoulders. There's strength that if you're not paying attention to it, you can easily take it for granted. If you've ever spent time with somebody who's struggling to move or has some limitation, you're really able to be like, oh, I'm so glad that I can even just like stretch my hand all the way, right? If you've ever been with somebody who's a little arthritic. So Mm -hmm. in any case, I think it's this idea of noticing how things are, how they work, how nature is designed, how it's cyclical, and giving yourself the space to indulge in savoring certain things. Um, 
even if you don't love the sensation, like I don't always love the feeling of sand, it's still pretty amazing that there's so many little grains of sand and you can't rinse any of them off when you try. But in any case, I think going back to that savoring, that appreciating, that noticing and that feeling, and then maybe even not tying too much value or judgment to what you notice or feel and just kind of marveling from this place of non-judgment, amazement, and then it brings you back to that awe-inspired feeling. Yeah, we work with the, um, with the, like, savoring Mm. um, in the gratitude adjustment, gratitude challenge. It's an actual tool, you know, um, scientists, neuroscientists study things like this, how your brain reacts when you take time. And so savoring is so super simple, what you think Mm. it is, you know, like it's your, almost your morning ritual of coffee, Mm. but you have to it's not your runaround coffee. It's like mm. sit down and enjoy it. Um, your three shots of espresso <laughs> <laughs> before you run around um, or like eating a really great piece of chocolate or having a really great meal, but noticing that meal. And so those things bring comfort to your body. It's funny when you describe the waves to me, mm. it's like rocking mm. and like rocking for the human body is just innate comfort, right? Mm-hmm. We, we need it as babies. It's the same as adults. People forget like rocking is a really powerful tool to get you feeling good in your body. Um, and then, uh, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, I was going to say for me, sense of awe comes, or at least the instant gratification of awe comes mm-hmm. a lot with something new. Mm. So I think, you are such an old soul or <laughs> something like, I don't know, magical about you that you can like see the blades of grass yeah. underneath your feet. I'm like less of that, I think. But when I do something new and it's actually been studied that when you do do something new, um, you release hormones, right? Like yeah. dopamine gets released in your brain center and, and you feel happy. Mm-hmm. It's this, um, so it's a physiological thing, but doing something new for me almost always lights up that sense of awe. I love and, that. Um, if I, you know, I'll take Disney, for example, like I can still recall the way that I felt the first time we did a Disney trip and we've done I mean, more <laughs> Disney trips than you should, than you should announce. And, um, they're all special, but for different reasons for like memory making or for different reasons every time. But that sense of newness, that sense mm. of awe, that sense of like grandeur, um, if that's the right word happened on that first time. And I get mm-hmm. that a lot with first time. Mm. So maybe the practice is like recalling or mm-hmm. seeing things from fresh eyes every time, even if it's not fresh. Yeah. That's, and that's I, a practice. I think so. I think it's easy for people to travel to a new place and be like, oh, it's so amazing here. I think the real trick and challenge is to go into your backyard and be like, oh, it's so amazing here. Mm-hmm. Um, or the cup of coffee, the same cup of coffee you've had a million times when you yes. pour something in it and the colors change or the heat or the smell or the feeling of the warmth of the cup on your hands. So Thich Nhat Hanh is um, a meditation teacher and a Buddhist monk, and he That's wrote a whole book. That's how you say his name? Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Good to know. Um, his, he wrote a book. The title is Savoring. He co-authored with another person, but he also has a 
meditation that is all about savoring and it has to do with an orange feeling the skin peeling it smelling it even before you taste it and so i think things like that are a really accessible and easy way to come back to this feeling of we have so much at our fingertips whether it's a mango a peach a pear you know they're all so easy for us to come by and we just take it for granted you toss them in you know your grocery bag and you're off but if you really take a second five minutes at the most like that that would feel like a long meditation i think before you even take a bite of whatever it is um, some people use cooking as that savoring feeling of slowing down when you have four kids when you have two kids in my case it doesn't always feel like preparing a meal is meditative <laughs> but i do think there are moments where you can sort of throw it in and get them to really feel like oh why don't you try this look at the peel feel the texture you know start to open it and then and then it becomes another world and something that could have just been a throwaway moment mundane annoying rushed and hurried you just pepper these moments into your life and suddenly it feels like oh yeah it felt really nice to slow down and actually have that snack mindfully together instead of me feeling annoyed that you asked for another snack yeah it's um i think this would be a hard concept to teach kids mm. um but then at the same time, they're naturals. Yeah. Like you said that earlier. And I, I think that that's so true. Like kids are like awe inspired constantly <laughs> because yeah. partly because it's the first time they're seeing something a lot. Like if you think about how much is new to a kid's world is, is an incredible process for them. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, like they will just stop and do it naturally. My favorite is when Connor's like, oh, look at this cool crack in the sidewalk and there's a flower growing in it. <laughs> the crack in the sidewalk, like yes. really? <laughs> and then it's this nod to the fact that nature will find a way to thrive, right? There's a flower yes. growing in the crack of the sidewalk. Like it's pretty amazing. And normally it would, without his fresh eyes, I either wouldn't have seen it or right. would have just, you know, kind of been like, oh, that crack in our driveway, you know, <laughs> we need to fix that. <laughs> Pulled that weed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So a sense of wonderment, a sense of awe, like just being able to slow down enough to mm -hmm. tap into that stuff and slowing down is such a superpower. Mm -hmm. Um and, but so hard to do. So these are real tools, right? We talked in the previous um, discussion about anchoring here about savoring these real tools. They take practice. Like you don't just pick up a tool and it happens, um, but it's kind of worth it in order to like, I don't feel sense of ease, happiness. And Jill, you pointed to community before, and you and I have talked about teaching and how it feels to show up and see people's faces. And I think that we'll talk about that maybe in the next one of how it feels and how the sense of awe keeps me connected to certain people that I love. And when I see them, it's almost like when you pick your kids up after they've been away or when you see an old friend, there really is this kind of human connection and feeling and sense of awe. And I think it happens in yoga for teachers. If we're talking about teachers, for students, yes. for each other, for our communities, there has been a real amazing connection to that awe when it comes to each other. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I, I'm, <laughs> I hear myself, right. My, my negative feedback is like, stop saying good job to your class. Mm. Um, but like, I really mean it. Like, I'm like, holy crap. When you look at what these bodies are doing, 
<laughs> you're asking them to do and they're doing it and holding it or building it, whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're doing. Like I'm constantly feel that way as a teacher. It, it's what I love doing. And so while I, you know, my, my critical inner yoga teachers, like stop saying, stop saying that phrase again and again, I'm almost like, well, why not tell people? Yeah. Because I really do feel that way. I um, feel it when they show up. Like there's almost this the door. recently, especially post COVID feeling of like, when I see a face of a person who's there and, and they're there, it feels like to support us or the community yeah. or each other. When I see people sitting there waiting for class to start, it's almost like I have to catch myself. Yeah. And almost, there's almost this feeling of like, act cool. Like, <laughs> Don't tell them you love them so much. You're Gather yourself. Them. Don't cry yet. Um, but I really do feel that feeling of like, oh, God, I'm glad you're here because it means a lot. And I know that yeah. there are a million things that people can be doing with their time Sunday morning at 11 or whenever it is that they come to class. Yeah, it's so funny because they think they think it means so much to them that we show up mm. and we think it means so much to us that they show up, which is the definition of a beautiful relationship, Mm. right? I mean, it makes, it's just, that's what, why we do this as, as teachers. And I think why, why people come and grow and if, and and they do become teachers too, because it's this constant showing up. So we're at our 10 minute mark, we're almost there, but we should have a whole nother like little episode of showing up because it's Mm. such a superpower. Mm -hmm. Um, So we will, we'll talk about that from a teacher's perspective and from a student's perspective and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks.